Hello, I am Amber. I'm Chelsea. And welcome to Politics But Make It Fashion. Come chat with us. Hey, girl. Happy motherfucking Sunday. Happy Sunday, everybody. Happy, wonderful spring, finally Sunday. So, oh, it, this weather nice. is so nice. It's a dream. I've been outside all day. Girl, I've been outside um, this weekend. Either I've been inside writing papers, working on homework, or I've been outside trying to clean up the yard. Okay, but aren't you done? Do we really still need to be writing papers? Aren't you done? Girl, no. This this is when I'll be done. I have to finish, like, the dissertations kind of part of it stuff um, for research. And then I have one presentation left. And I have another paper left, too, so. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. Yeah, so, like, the 12th, the 10th and the 12th, I think, is, like, when the final, my final, final stuff will be finished. Girl, it just doesn't stop. No, it doesn't. Are you going to go for another degree after this? No. Girl, good. (laughs) Let it be. Let it rest with the masters, okay? Let it rest. Uh, My mom asked me if I wanted to do it. She was like, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. I think this is enough. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is where I, I, I'm done. Yeah. She's like, well, while you're in it, you know, why don't you? And I'm like, mm. that sounds like coach. I mean, right? already, you might as well see it through, girl. Right. I, right. You know what? What's one more degree? Right. I can't. No, I'm good. So we're getting ready for this graduation party, trying to get the yard pretty. It's been so muddy and wet. So, like, it kind of messed up my whole like vision I had for kind of what I wanted to do. Yeah. The, the whole vibe. No, I know. Yeah. Sometimes this rain really just out here playing fast and loose with the aesthetics of our lawn. And I just, I don't appreciate it either if I'm being honest. So cool. yeah, I'm sorry. Oh. Um, so did you watch the coronation? Girl, bye. <laughs> you were like, one of us had to watch it for the podcast, honey. I'm glad it was you. Okay. Did you watch it? (laughs) Did you watch it live at like 4 30 a.m.? I did. Well, because the crowning didn't happen till like um was it like six something? Um my boyfriend had to be up early that morning. So like he woke me up and when I couldn't really go back to sleep, I was like, Oh yeah, the coronation's on anyway. So yeah, I actually turned it on right like when um Charles was getting crowned king. So it was, like, perfect timing. Will you just give us and the listeners a review, like, a download, like, a commentary? Okay. So, um, the whole thing was a lot. They're, the horse and carriage. the British are always doing the most. (laughs) The horse and carriage thing was very ornate. It was, like, gold that they, like, rode through. Yeah. Rode through the streets on. Um, and also just like the scepter that they held and like the ball and different things like that. Um, the crown, how many rubies and emeralds and like all this stuff that it had in it. Um, and so it was, for me, I like the history of it and the kind of pageantry. I don't like that it's taxpayer money and like they need to give people back their stuff. Like, just uh, right, <laughs> right. Just, you know, just throwing it out there. 
So there's, you know, I know that there's other factors and other issues, but I think that it is beautiful and there's, and it's so old, like there's so much history. So like the whole coronation ceremony is, has been basically the same since the first ceremony. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, so like, that's crazy <laughs> to I think know. about, um, you know, watching Camilla be crowned. I literally was just like, you know, princess die deserved this, um, and not you. And (laughs) (laughs) to put it lightly, the grandkids looked adorable. Um, Girl, that one little boy is bad. Oh, he is real bad. (laughs) He's so (laughs) (laughs) I didn't watch it, but I've seen like 12. Is his name George? I think his name is George. It sounds right. I feel like I've seen like 12 pictures of him like making a face, pulling his like, just doing the most. And girl, he cracks me up. He's naughty. But Kate and her little, her daughter had matching like tiaras that were so cute. Like, can you imagine any moment in your life where somebody would say that about you and Jacqueline? (laughs) Oh, well, her and Jacqueline had matching tiaras. Yes. Yes, I can. <laughs> well, you know what? Actually, you're right. I can also imagine that for you as well. So what right. are you talking about? Right. So, um, yeah, there was also protesters there protesting kind of what I what I had said. Um, the monarchy is the biggest landowner in like the UK. And so they make their money off of owning a lot of that land. So they have billions and billions of dollars. So they could give people their stuff back. Um, they could fix the areas that they destroyed with colonization um, because those things have a direct. Now, when people talk about things like reparations, it's because areas that were affected by slavery and colonization are still feeling the ramifications of that now. And when you have then huge, like, the monarchy as an organization, how much money they have, they have enough money to kind of go back in these places and give back and help out, you know, and, and fix things and donate some of their stuff back so that people can have it in their own museums and, you know, in their own countries and stuff. So there's, there's a lot to it. I enjoyed, I mean, I watched it for probably like 30, 45 minutes because I came in right at the parts that I wanted to see. So. Okay, I was literally sitting on my back deck this morning <laughs> with my cousin and my uncle, with my whole family, and we're, she was, my cousin said that, she's like, I, because my, okay, so my immediate family, like my mom, my dad, my sister, for whatever reason, find the royals extremely interesting, I guess. Love it. And then, <laughs> love it. <laughs> but like the rest of us are like, my cousin was like, saying exactly what you just said she's like i mean if you want to talk about why i wouldn't have wasted my precious time watching the coronation we're gonna be here all morning but let's just first like let's summarize it (laughs) with saying i will never forget princess diana and what those people did to him thank you and that's what like and that's what i said i was like we're really out here out here actually was watching i was watching the whole thing and thinking about like did camilla was camilla in on the plan that's what i literally was going through my head i was like i wonder if she knew or if she was just an innocent bystander in the well, murder first of part. all, not, having not sex the, with somebody no. else's husband, you're no, you're you're not an innocent bystander. I don't mean in the all. affair part. I only meant as far as the murder. 
Well, That's you know it. what? I feel like she did have a hand in it because oh. if they weren't desperate to get rid of her to like cover up so that so that he and Camilla could continue to live in sin, they probably would have been so desperate to kill her. So I feel like she played a part. And I was just and I was like saying the same thing. I was like, I for me, I know there's I also did not thing. like her dress at all. She could have she gave nothing. He also gave like he also gave nothing. Like when he was sitting on the throne with his little his little scepter in his hand and his crown on and stuff, like there was just nothing. You're giving looked, nothing. <laughs> you're, you're giving death. You're giving, you're giving dehydration. <laughs> you're, giving dehydration. <laughs> you're giving. You aged like milk. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. And like I see, so you know what this this brings up a good point because what is the balance between? okay like nobody's perfect everybody makes mistakes and like you know even leadership because okay we all know that no one's perfect and we're we also do have to go on and let you be good at what you're good at and do your thing it's like I'm like I can never look at this man and take him seriously and after what he did to Diana to say the least like girl just to say the least and that's what I'm saying I'm like I will sit here and I can't celebrate you in your golden carriage (laughs) acting like you didn't murder diana the princess of the people and i just i'm not here for it and camilla no and you know what girl my dad knows way more about this than i do but he was even saying he was like dude uh charles is a girl i'm gonna use a direct quote so get ready Mm -hmm. (laughs) explicit warning this is a direct quote from my dad he said charles is a pompous asshole because he Mm -hmm. literally is like bow down to me curtsy to me (laughs) He, right. That's a right. direct quote from Charles. Like right. he gets all hot and heated. No, he did. He did. He had the he around the White House. The White House. Sorry, guys. Um, he went around the palace and was like making all these changes to the staff and was like firing people and like because he felt like people were too. He's big on the whole like pageantry more for where his mother was say like more laxed if they're you know somebody's entering a room. He's like, no, you gotta blah blah blah. Bro, get the frick out of here here with all that. And you know what? And like, and again, then like to say, besides the murder of Princess Diana, you could give one crown back and like provide. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, one thing come on. It's not even like it would break you. This one crown that only comes out once every 70 years for a coronation. No, the coronation, the last coronation was the the queen. What was that 70 years ago? 90 years, 80 years, forever. (laughs) Forever. That's what I'm saying. No, I think she was actually 80 years because didn't she die at 98 years old and she got coordinated when she was 18? Yeah, I think so. I'm so mad about it. Girl, I'm mad about it. I'm not here for it. And I'm just like, I don't understand. And girl, maybe that's the American in us where we're just like, we know what you did and it's not cute. And I'm not going to sit here and act like you did it (laughs) with your dehydrated self. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for your review. (laughs) I feel the same way. Um, you are very, very welcome. Wait a minute, I have and, one more thing to add. Uh, okay, yes. because and this is because I'm saying too. She's like, okay, the New York Post, the Washington Times, every everywhere is talking about how 
Prince Harry flew in like an hour before the ceremony and flew out like an hour after. Girl, so he had the all... biggest smile on his face when he was getting in the car leaving. But <laughs> he was like, bye. <laughs> he did. Because all he... he needed to have was a, like a deuces, like a right? peace sign, because he literally was like grinning, like, yo, get, let's go. <laughs> yeah, like, let's get, get me out of here. But like that, see, but like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, this is not like you're trying to make money off of these stories when okay we all know that they don't get along and why are we acting like that's a big deal i know every sibling i know has been through a fight like get out of right. here yeah <sighs> okay that was it <laughs> girl. <sighs> girl all right so guys <clears throat> we are gonna talk about clarence thomas aka uncle thomas okay so Chelsea, yes. did you know any of this stuff, like, about what he was doing? No. All right, good. So nobody, <laughs> so basically what's going on is Clarence Thomas is one of our Supreme Court judges. Um, When he got nominated to su- the Supreme Court, there were a lot of issues surrounding his nomination, kind of the same as Brent Kavanaugh, because he had a lot of sexual harassment allegations against him. So Yikes. during his confirmation, there was this whole thing with Anita Hill. Um, there's a movie about it, actually, that came out like not too long ago that really goes into detail kind of about what she went through and kind of the whole story. So... A lot of people were not really a fan of Clarence Thomas. And it was kind of one of those things where it's hard because in a situation where you have not a lot of Black people hold this position, when then the Black person who is up for the position isn't great, you know what I mean? It's like that whole back and forth, I think, that people really felt when he was getting confirmed during the process. That's just to give y'all some backstory. So... The Supreme Court does not have its own code of ethics. And due to that, um, Uncle Thomas has a relative that he calls is like a son to him. He is in boarding school and the tuition payments for that boarding school are coming from the company of billionaire real estate magnate Harlan Crow. So Harlan Harlan Crow sounds like a billionaire name. Doesn't it? And a villain. Right? (laughs) The ultimate villain. So, the tuition payments add to the picture of how the Republican mega donor has helped fund the lives of Thomas and his entire family. For over 20 years, Clarence Thomas has been treated to luxury vacations by billionaire donor Harlan Crow. He goes on cruises in far flung places on Crow's yacht. So, Crow has like multiple yachts. And I was reading, um, so this is coming from a ProPublica investigation in an article from The Hill. And I was reading, it was saying that one of these vacations that him and his wife took to like Indonesia um, and they hopped around from island to island on this guy's yacht would have cost him (gasps) $600,000 if he would have like paid for it himself. But this guy has been paying for it for him. These trips appeared nowhere on Thomas's financial disclosures. So when you are elected official every year, just like how you do your taxes and stuff, like you have to disclose financial information, like you kind of give an updated thing. So if anything new is going on, that's where you put it. And he's never done that. 
His failure to report the flights appears to violate a law that was passed after Watergate for members and Congress of federal officials to disclose most gifts. So when you are an elected official again, you're not really allowed to accept gifts above, say, a certain amount of money. So when I worked at City Hall, um, if a company wanted to send us a gift, like it had to be under a certain amount of money. Otherwise, it was too much and almost like a bribe, so you can't take it. So that goes the same for people like Uncle Thomas on the Supreme Court. So you're supposed to be this neutral party, and you're getting your life funded for 20 years by this Republican donor. <clears throat> um, he bought his mama house. Wait, um, Harlan bought Tom Clarence's mama house? Yeah, yep. Okay. Um, so she lives there. Nobody's paying for it. His grandnephew also attended a boarding school that was paid for. And all of this stuff has been secret and in quiet until now. Like what? And I feel like no, I don't know what's really going to happen or like we've never really had to go through this process before in the United States. So ProPublica kind of broke this story with an investigation that they've been working on. Um, but like, you know, why is he still on the Supreme Court? Like what is... This is not good. Not a good look. Well, all I know, like, from before, where I didn't really know much about him, but what really did it in for me is when they overturned (laughs) Roe versus Wade or whatever, and then he was like, and also, let's make birth control illegal. And I was like, wait, wait, what? (laughs) Right. He was like, matter of fact, actually, I have a whole list for you guys of what else we need to now overturn. And it's like, okay. But I'm like, I'm like, you know what, Clarence, we don't have billionaire Republicans funding our lifestyle. So we can't afford to have more than 2.5 kids over here. Okay. Right. 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 But, um, so anyway, all that to say, I feel like right then and there, I was like, you know what, the, the state of mind, the, um, the, uh character of this man is in severe question for me and this just makes it even mother freaking worse why why like just don't be weird don't be shady like just don't be like if you want to be illegal and a degenerate like just go hang out with harlan and do your thing on his yacht and not be in the supreme court you know what i'm saying like (laughs) right right nobody cares then but if you're gonna be in the supreme court like we need to have some character yeah, and it, and this has been going on for so long, you know. Ugh, um too long. Too long. And and I'm not even I'm not really sure what happened to kind of like spark the investigation or anything like that. Um but it's just and then you wonder like what other people have been doing on the Supreme Court as well. Right. You know, so now I think there needs to be an investigation into all of them. Well, girl, see. I wonder what everyone's doing in politics all the time. I'm like, right. all of y'all are dirty. And what is it? Like, it's going to come out. But the fact that they don't even have an ethics code of ethics. Is, and they're in the Supreme crazy. Court. Yeah. What? And of course, you they vote. They voted. Ethics. They voted oh. that like Congress or that other courts, the lower courts didn't have like the position to be able to basically like oversee them and that, and that they should oversee themselves america you in trouble girl so i just you know i just feel like anytime you're gonna oversee yourself is not really like super great right? accountability <laughs> right accountability. you know 
And that's well, and yeah. that's the 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 thing with like the police departments when things happen. It's like no, when people say you don't want the police investigating the police, you don't want Supreme Court to decide their own Supreme Court ethics. Like it doesn't. You need somebody from the outside to be able to come in and oversee and have oversight and 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 see what's going on. You know, yeah, because I mean, now it's like his decisions were definitely impacted by what this donor wanted, you know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, like, we, I feel like there does need to be some accountability, especially in such a high court. Yeah. Girl, it's, it's, it's disgusting. It's embarrassing. It's too much. Right. No, I mean, it, it really is absolutely... It, it's frustrating. It's terrible. Um, because you feel like then what are we doing, right? Like it's, it's almost like... Well, well, he's doing whatever he wants. What? <laughs> he's doing whatever Harlan wants. That's what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to oh live my. with morals and integrity. I can't. Girl. Girl, this is why I have conversations with my five-year-old daughter about in integrity and character and about doing the right thing even when nobody's looking because I'm like because one day when you are a Supreme Court judge and you have the opportunity to get wined and dined by billionaires you're gonna say no because guess what I want to be a woman of good character and like good no. standing not any of this mess Ugh. no definitely definitely what a, not what a disgrace now, girl, you know, yes, and he'd been disgracing up the court for a little while, so, you know, he's just um, been doing a lot. I Hello. do want to give a shout out to the second lady of Pennsylvania, because her and her husband are expecting... Oh my so gosh, their announcement was so pretty. Oh, it was so cute. So know, if you guys haven't, it. we have an interview with Blair Davis. Um, she is a second lady of Pennsylvania and it is on like wherever you guys go listen. Um, it's episode three in our interview series with second lady Blair Holmes Davis. So definitely check that out and congratulations to them. Yes. So, so Chelsea, um, I know that you did not watch the Met Gala. Okay, I actually but... have something to say about the Met Gala. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I was really, but girl, you know that I'm always like, what's the deeper meaning? So I was scrolling, like I do, on TikTok, and somebody posted this video, and I was like, oh, it shook me. I was shooketh. They posted pictures from do you remember the movie the hunger games yes the series and in the series they have people who are like kind of like like there's they have this ball where they dress well it's a play on like the wealthy and the extravagant so it's very like in the movie it's very over the top but yeah it's, it's like the it's like the elites kind of that's what they were doing but like they were still owned, like they were, like they were being used for right. basically. You couldn't step out. You, you couldn't, couldn't step, step out, out and were, have your you own little. Yeah. And they were like, this this video is like like pictures and scenes from the Hunger Games 
movies of them like these you know poor people who are like owned in these extravagant outfits and then the next thing you know they switch over to this pictures of this year's met gala girl i was like and it says i can't believe we haven't seen it before and i was like oh my gosh that is so creepy because it is like the same (laughs) so that's how i feel about the met gala but i'm sure you enjoyed it what did you think girl (laughs) um okay actually i felt like it was like it was a little lacking this year. So it, uh, Carl Lagerfeld, who um, was a designer who passed away, who also hated fat people, was a little racist, definitely and had some sexual, sexual assault. assault. Right. Yep, yep, <laughs> right. Yep. So y'all already know we talked about him. The theme was his designs and like he designed for different houses. So like he does designed for Chanel for a while and did collections with them. So this was based on like his art and kind of the clothing that he designed. So I thought that some of the people, I mean, I just, this year, I just didn't find a lot of it super great, but my favorite was definitely um, Thames. I showed you the black woman and she had like the feathers all coming out of her, um, of her headpiece and her dress. And then Anne Hathaway, I think, just absolutely killed it. So Girl, I loved her dress. Yeah. Those were your favorites. They were definitely my favorites of the evening. I thought some of the guys, though, looked really, really good. Um, Bad Bunny wore like this cream suit with like a long train on his arms that were flowers. Um, and Puff Daddy looked great he had like this extravagant like huge black coat on i think it had some feathers and stuff on it too and everything it, but i thought that they i guys looked really great so the met is a fundraiser for for the, the <laughs> for the museum <laughs> so that's um so people pay to go and it costs a lot of goes to Javi Coffee, your daily grind reimagined. Instantly craft any style of coffee in seconds. Get 20% off your next purchase if you use code AMBER48138. Again, the code is AMBER48138. Go to javicoffee.com. Are three times more likely to die from a pregnancy-related cause than white women. Multiple factors contribute to, contribute to these disparities, such as variation in quality health care, underlying chronic conditions, structural racism, and implicit bias. Mm. Social determinants of health prevent many people from racial and ethnic minority groups from having fair opportunities for economic, physical, and emotional health. And it's like, I'm looking at this. It's like, okay, she's literally an Olympic athlete. She is 32 years old. She's healthy. So what she, what she, she died probably from, has insurance. Yeah, yeah. But like what she died from, did she even have to die from it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Was it a pregnancy related cause that like, I don't know. Well, because I think somebody... in that article, it says that 70%, I think, are, of pregnancy related deaths are preventable. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's like, did she? So in my my mind, I'm like, okay, so did she have a chronic underlying condition that wasn't treated as seriously because yeah. they thought she should just like tough it out because she's black? Yeah, 
which happened. That's like, that's kind of a lot of the general gist of what this is. Um, I went through it when I was pregnant with Jacqueline. Um, We almost didn't make it a few times. And there was a lot of bias that went along with that. Um, And even though, you know, I'm a college graduate and I have um, an advanced degree, I still am more likely to die than a white woman with just a high school education of childbirth or childbirth complications and that's ridiculous and a lot of that is due to racism that is so ridiculous and i'm like how are we still this stupid in 2023 in the united states and right and and it's black people aren't making this up you know i feel like a lot of people out there feel like black people make everything about race and they're being the victim and oh this is what's holding me back or whatever but it's like Dude, listen to what we just said. Black women are just dying of trying to have babies. Three times more likely. And the reason is preventable. And we're not doing anything about it. You know, and that's real. That's a statistic. That's what's going on. Well, and to me, that's, I mean, that's horrifying no matter what. But on top of it, like literally to a pregnant woman, like, like really, we're just, we're not going to help a woman and we're not going to help a pregnant woman. Right really yeah that do you want to talk about haunting that's the type of stuff that keeps me up at night and for me I just think about you know I was in such a a great blessed position because I had a full-time job my husband had a full-time job we had insurance we had you know a car to get back and forth I had a specialist we had gas money like so many things went into it. I was able to take time off and still got paid so like I spent um, a month in the hospital and was and I still was able to get paid due to me being in the military if I had a different job you know would I have had that opportunity Right. And and even my husband at the time said he was like, you know, I was thinking if we didn't have insurance, like we would you would be going home right now. And, oh, yeah. And, and like to what, what would. Ha- yeah. To what? To die. To was, die oh. is what I would have went home to. Because oh. I was a wreck. But <laughs> well, yeah. And it's like, so what? It's like, OK, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> like, how? How? But. Right. So girl, yeah, I just, I thank you for sharing that article with me. And I think that that's something that's anytime, I mean, we should talk about it no matter what, but I feel like anytime it comes up, it's like, okay, let's, let's remind people that this is a very serious issue that is still shockingly happening and we need to do something about it. So write your congressman, get those little pens busy and reach out because this is unacceptable. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, so I actually ran into a listener who was very happy about what we were saying with the like voting people out of office and different things like that. So she had actually posed a question, you know, there. So around here, there was a a guy who was sentenced to jail for like child rape. Um, I believe he was sentenced to six years and only like served like four months. And so just got out of jail. So I'd seen people kind of talking about it on Facebook around here. Um, And in our last episode, Chelsea and I were talking about how when when your elections are coming up to look into who are your judges, who are your sheriffs, who are your district attorneys, because those offices are elected. So if you want to really make a change in your area on things like sexual assault, 
um, rape, molestation, then these are the people who you can vote in or out. So like voting out a judge who sentenced to somebody for only six years and then this person only ended up serving a few months, voting them out would be what you can do as an individual, you know? Um, and I really appreciated kind of her question and, and comment about it. So I hope that kind of helps you guys out a little bit and in a way of thinking why elections are important is because issues like that, you know, also if you live in an area that has a high maternal death rate or a high black maternal death rate, like in that area, has your mayor mentioned it? Has your governor mentioned it? You know, what are, what is your city council doing about that issue? Because that's their local jurisdiction with the hospitals and different things in that area. They could put, the politicians could put pressure on them to really make changes, even if it's just for that specific area. But we're talking about people dying and babies dying. So like, if you're, you know, if you live in an area where that's very prevalent, then voting in your upcoming elections would be very important. Right. So I hope I explained that well to you guys. I think, yeah, no, I think you hit the nail on the head. Great. So guys, I really wanted to let you in on some really great news that has happened to Chelsea and I and the podcast as a whole. (laughs) Okay. So there is a, creative entrepreneur accelerator program that is was created by the pennsylvania council on arts or called the pca and this program is designed to pair access to existing small business consulting services with financial resources of up to two thousand dollars for creative entrepreneurs who are expired to start their own for-profit business or who operate an an existing for-profit profit micro business so our business the podcast politics but make it fashion um i completed the the entrepreneur accelerated course and it was great and i learned a lot of information which helped me be able to apply for the grant for us so um we were able to get this grant because of going through this whole process and um I'm so proud and like blown away (laughs) (laughs) and so excited so excited to (laughs) potentially be dealing with less um technical difficulties (laughs) in the future uh yeah I know I like I still to this day am like wait what us you know (laughs) so we received the pca creative entrepreneur grant so we would love to thank the pennsylvania council on arts um thank you guys so so much and so much for the entrepreneur program and everything and for all our listeners out there who have stuck with us through um issues that we've had that this grant money will definitely help us fix and um overcome overcome and yeah. i'm not trying to brag but i do want to say i feel like they made a good bet mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying <laughs> guys it's crazy it's All crazy right. <laughs> it Us, is. i know i was like i was reading it you know i'm getting the emails and stuff and i'm like oh my god <laughs> what wait what i'm really? like Chelsea! I 
I know. I'm like texting her in all capitals and sending her Marcos at the same time. I know. I'm coming out of work. I'm like, oh my gosh, what? Who? What's wrong? And I'm like, oh my, wait, us? And then I'm just sitting there staring at my phone in my car like, wait, what? Right, yeah. Oh my gosh, I know. Us. They like us. They really like they us. They really like us. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. So... Chelsea, you've seen the photo that I showed you. Um, of, I'm uh... not well. <laughs> oh, guys, Chelsea and I grew up in New Jersey before we both ended up in Pennsylvania. That's where um, God lives, by the way. But... <laughs> <laughs> A New Jersey mystery. Who dumped hundreds of pounds of pasta in the woods and why? Hundreds? hundreds like hundreds Hundreds, of pounds hundreds of pounds of pasta and like yeah why and like this is cooked pasta it was so like they didn't just dump out like crusty pot they dumped out cooked pasta and why why hundreds of pounds like like the audacity i don't understand um they called the cleanup mission impossible and <laughs> the pasta was by Old Bridge Town. It was in Old Bridge Townships. And they had sent workers to, like, clean up the hundreds of pounds of, the hundreds, of pasta. The, yeah. Oh, can you, ima- can you imagine being a worker and being like, this is real life. Like, I'm literally cleaning up hundreds of pounds of pasta. And I would also just like to say, I feel like there are a lot of people in New Jersey who would not be happy about this. to waste that amount of pasta well no right exactly because it's so italian like you're wasting all this cooked spaghetti like why it wasn't even like why did they cook the pasta and then throw it away yeah and like i understand if you know what you had a bad batch okay maybe you had a bad batch and it was not al dente or maybe it got a little mushy how did you screw up hundreds of pounds of pasta Like, like how and the way I it's like line, it's kind of like in a line, like it's lined up. I don't know. Maybe the Wookalar got it. I don't know. The Jersey Devil, maybe that was his dinner. Somebody was like leaving it for him. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, guys, I'm sure I just heard a picture of the pasta that was found on the politics would make it fashion one po- uh, Instagram. <laughs> Um, please go check that out. And I feel like it's one of those things. I'm not even going to say anything about it. I just posted it and I'm going to be like, if you know, you know, if you know, you know. (laughs) (laughs) and also Jersey get loud and get mad about it. What are we going to do about it? Yes. Oh my God. We need to come to the the bottom of mission impossible. Let's get down. Let's get to the bottom of it. Who done it? But like, this is this is what I think is so outrageous, and this is why I'm already mad because no one is going to follow up on the story. Like, we're never gonna know. Like, they <laughs> never shared this story, know. and they're gonna find out who it was, and they're gonna keep it to themselves, and we'll never know about who is behind Postigate Mission Impossible. Like, we're never gonna know who the culprit was, and I'm just mad because I need to know. Oh, I do. I really want to know, like, how... Well, I want to know how they got it all out there. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. And, like, why? Why? There's so many things about... I'm going to be thinking about this for the next 15 years. <laughs> I'm going to be like, like, who? Who? 
why? I wonder why I wonder why they put that pasta out there. And like, why would you not just like throw it in the tr- like you carried hundreds of pounds of pasta? Yeah. You gr- what why? And they didn't post it on so like nobody took a picture of it or anything, I don't think. You know what I mean? It wasn't like floating around the internet. No, to go viral. It was just a huge yeah. I don't even I was looking at the article and I was like, oh my gosh, did they find a dead body under it? Like, right, like right. I, no, no, it was just the pasta. I'm sick. I'm sick about it. <laughs> uh, well, on that uh mission impossible note, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on this wonderful Sunday. And make sure you guys give us a follow on Instagram at politics, but make it fashion one and on TikTok at politics, but make it fashion and check us out on social media and leave us some comments. And we are almost to 60 subscribers on Spotify. Oh my gosh. So yeah, let's, um, let's get that number. No, no, I'm lying guys on Apple podcast. Sorry on Apple podcast. Okay. So yeah (laughs) let's let's make it let's make it a solid 600 okay guys right right let's (laughs) pump it up a little bit thank you guys for joining us and we will chat soon bye